The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother. And treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Age of Darkness. Whether you're a warrior of the Legiones Astartes, an adept of the Mechanicum, or just a mere mortal in a universe of madness, you'll find a place here. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, coming to you from within the depths of the Vengeful Spirit. Hello and welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat. My name is Jesse, and I'm here today with Will, Caro, and... Jake. Jake! Hello. <laughs> I'm... Can we take a minute to talk about that new opening? Yeah, go for it. That's amazing. Thank you. Uh, and for listeners and those of you watching at home, uh, just watching Jesse work this board here like a true sound engineer is amazing to watch. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's very interesting because it has a lot of colors, but it's very it, professional at the same time. It's a whole new level of professionalism that... It is. I'm, I mean, the board, great, amazing. We've done cats with that before. Live, yeah, we've done that. But now he's got music and a voice actor in there too. Mm. Gee, where's this? Where's this going, Jesse? Where's the ceiling? Is there a I'm ceiling even? There. Oh, really? I'm almost okay. there. Okay, all right. Let's slow down the I, hype. I then. say yeah. that, but I we think both Kara, know it's not the truth. Curtis yeah. pointed out, I'm like the Tony Stark of audio equipment. Like I'm just going to keep building and building it up. <laughs> just not a genius, yeah. I guess. Oh, oh, oh sick burn! Whoa. Well, Jesse, once you have nanotechnology, then we can start talking again. Yeah, your nanotechnology recorder. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, you can just walk around and record and just upload the Dropbox just walking down the street without hitting a button. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what that's we need. Anyway. Think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, today we are continuing our malevolence coverage, and this time we're going to hit book eight with the Blood Angels. Yeah. So Blood Angels were my very first army that got, well, very first Space Marine army hmm. that got me into... Uh, Warhammer as a whole. So Blood Angels have always held a real special like spot in my heart. So I'm very happy that you had me on for this one. Yeah. Definitely. And I know Jake, um Yes. I don't know. What do you what is what is your opinion on Blood Angels? I mean, they're okay for you, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. They're they, they they you know bring home the bacon when it needs to be done. Yeah. No, I have I have a similar experience. I actually uh what got me first into Warhammer, my first Warhammer army was actually Tau. And I got sick of getting my face punched in and decided I wanted something that could punch other people in the face. Yeah. So then Blood Angel seemed like the obvious choice, and then I've never gone back. Yeah, uh, I'll be honest. Yeah, Tau was my first army. And uh, <laughs> yeah, for the same reason, I was like, I'm tired of not getting into fights. And then I was like, these Death... or Not, well, not Death Watch, what are they called? Um, death Company? The Death Company. I was like, these guys look like they could fight somebody pretty well. And yeah, they, they did. 7th edition, they were a lot of fun. Uh, m- maniacal, murderous PTSD. Sign me up. Yeah, what's not to love? But um, <laughs> so I guess what what are we talking about then? We're so, talking about changes or just the whole coverage as, as everything, I think right? There, a lot of it is the same, if I remember right, from book six, as far as most of the Legionis Astarte rules and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I think very little changed. But I feel at the same time, if you're new to the show, oh know, yeah, no, this, I definitely want to cover just, everything. Yeah, I just. For, for I guess, a, a reference point, like, if, aside from the units missing, right, mm-hmm. not knowing what units you have, if you have book six, is that enough 
for you to kind of gauge if this army is still viable or is it the units that are in here? It, Jake, this is also for you. Uh, is it the units paired with these Legion of Stardes and these uh, Rites of War that really put the uh, Blood Angels, you know, up a notch? Oh, for the units for sure. Um, very little changed between book six and now. Uh, just made mostly just almost like FAQ type clarifications and tweaks to the already existing rules. Gotcha. Um, so as an example, I mean, I can go through this one by one if you guys want to do like a, an overview and I'll like tag out things that are, that have changed. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. that's great. I think if we start on page um, 202, if you have that in front of you, well, before we yes, get started. Okay. Yeah. Let's, um, I'm sorry, man. I'm so, cool. I'm so eager about blood good. angels. Yeah, I know yeah. you even told me right before we recorded. Yeah. We've hijacked it. This is our moment. We've been waiting. Well, you gotta wait some longer. I need to talk about my demons. Yeah, yeah. let's yeah. do a quick overview of what we've been up to uh, this week. So go ahead, Carol. Yeah, like I said, the only thing I did the last week was building all of my corn demons. Yeah. Oh yeah. Past and three weeks, you've been. <laughs> yeah, I just put up a building station on a balcony. I can recommend it. Apart from everything gets covered in pollen right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's awesome. Because now I'm finally able to just start painting. I um, Jesse based or primed them all. I hate priming, honestly. So he did that for me all. And I just went all in on the corn, demon yeah. hounds, on the bloodthirster. It is fun. A few Nurglands. Yeah, because I thought you, you picked up to start collecting Nurgle bucks. I did pick a couple up weeks as well. Ago. I yeah. also picked up Wrath and Glory. Wrath and Rapture. Wrath and Rapture, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, so you got a whole slew of demons now. Yeah, I also picked up all my old siege demons, so I should have quite a good army. So are you planning to do a, um, what is the one that is combined faction? Um, that's going to be the ir iridescent? No, no. Evanescence? Right. The evanescence. Something like that. But it's <laughs> the one where you can, yeah, I can just mix pick everything. and choose, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's they good. Just wake you up inside. Yeah. And, uh, Bring you to life, yeah. you know? Is this the, it's iridescent. Um, hold on, stand by. <laughs> iridescent sounds good. Uh, resplendent Terror, resplendent. is that just kind uh, of that's a, that's chaos a undivided? Yeah. Fancy, that's right. fancy English word, chaos undivided. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good stuff. How about you, Jake? What have you been up to? Uh, so, regrettably, I've been working on moving into a new house the past couple weeks, so not a whole too much hobbying has been done. Um, I decent, did finish uh, up. You got a decent space for hobbying now, though? I will, yes. I'm getting like a big L desk, and yeah. I'll have my own little room in the house. It'll Worth be it. really nice. Very cool. Um, but I was able to finish up converting uh, my Angel's Tears unit, which is one of the things we'll, we'll talk about later. It's one of the new Blood Angels units, but got my Destroyer boys with their Volkite pistols ready to, ready to go. And uh, I've also been working on building a unit of uh, Breachers. Very cool. Blood Angel Breachers? Yes, sir. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. Now you gave him ideas. I, I like taking the weird, like, why are you taking that? I don't know, because it's cool. So, like, <laughs> I have a, a support unit of Flamer guys. Why? I don't know, because it's cool. Yeah. It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. How about yourself, Will? Um, let's see. This last week, I finished up Dave's Emperor's Spears. Yeah. So I know that's not 30K related, but that was a Primaris project I was working on for Dave. Um, 
And of course, that whole project was based off the book um, Spear of the Emperor, mm-hmm. which is uh, Dan. A- I think it was Dan Aaron Dembski. A- it was a- ADB, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. So it was it's an ADB book. ADB. And uh, yeah, so that that was a fun project. And then right after it, I just felt good, so I cleaned up my workstation and I knocked out two armagers for you. Yeah, and I in two them. days. They're which very sexy. Yeah. You already um, has them in a display case. Perfect. <laughs> and then immediately after that, I kept the momentum up and I finished uh, Indomitus Regna, which is the indomitable queen for my Legio Solaria uh, for Adeptus Titanicus. You've just been on the ball. Man, I know. I just felt <laughs> it and I just let the music take me, man. You That's know? cool. Will's, so, Will's been picking up my slack, it seems. Yeah. Well, I just got out of school, so I just finished. I was in boot camp for this IT stuff for uh, Certified Ethical Hacker and then Sys Plus or uh, CAS Plus. And uh, now that's finished, <laughs> and I was like, it's time for me time. You know there what you I mean? Go. No more books or oh, anything yeah. like this for a couple while. So, Very yeah, cool. just knock that out. Nice. Your armagers look real good from what I saw. Not not quite enough chains and skulls and hooks for my taste, but yeah. not bad. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, another. Yeah, I need to get a family portrait here pretty soon. But together with the rest of House Viridian that I have, ugh, it looks yeah. so great. Bring them over, and we'll use my musel yes. and lights and everything. That way, we can get a good back shot of them. Yeah, so. sounds good. Yeah, 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 man, that'll be fun. Yeah. But um, what about yourself? What have you been doing? Um, so I've been repainting all of my Dark Angel vehicles. I saw. Yeah, yeah I just been. You get like a whole new scheme, don't you? Um, it's slightly different. Um, beforehand it was mostly. All um, I didn't have an airbrush before when right, I built yeah. most of them and painted them, and a lot of it was just real, real rough dry brushing, trying to make some semblance of depth to it. Sure, sure. But uh, now that I have a dry, now that I have an airbrush, like all I do is just Life chaos is black. Crazy, right? Yeah, I just chaos black over everything. Yeah, like I didn't even strip. I'm just, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I. <laughs> okay, this is. I'll tell you after this. Go on, continue. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, just spray everything over chaos black. Then I get it, bring them over to my airbrush, just some uh, light gray. Yeah. Just, I think the biggest thing was me learning exactly where to place the gray. The gray. Because you did panel highlighting, right? Or yeah. did you do modulation? Um, panel highlighting for yeah. the most part. I think that's the go to method for beginners. I know that's, I still use it. I, I kind of do a little mix of both now. Yeah. But uh, it's turned out great. And then all I have to do after that is um, airbrush brown. For the weathering, on, just yeah. a quick easy, mm-hmm. and that's such an easy method to get like a decent weathering effect. You know what I mean? Well, not decent. It looks great. It'll, you yeah. know what I mean? And then uh, for the final step, for the most part, other than details, is a dry brush with lead belcher or a Necron compound. Yeah. And uh, just on the very sharpest edges, and uh, it brings out everything. Like, yeah. It looks so great. Then all I have to do left is, you know, just some uh, metallic details, a little bit of transfers where I can find them, and yeah, they're good to Done. go. Yeah, I know it's yeah. amazing, um, but I I do pretty much the same, uh, except I you know after the transfers I'll then do like the oils and pigments and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you've got my whole Iron Hands uh, vehicle scheme <laughs> down. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's just if you want to do black armor, I or, or black tanks. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's the way to go, man. So uh, we're talking how you were like I didn't even strip them, so. I have a rhino in my Iron Hands army and I needed it like the day before Nova because uh-huh. I realized that I had 10 Marines that did not have transports and I was like, I can't have a 10-man squad out in the open. They're going to be dead. Yeah, they'll never make it. 
So I have this test rhino that I test all my weathering techniques on beforehand uh-huh. so I can see what they look like. I just literally painted over so many layers of like test oils and enamels <laughs> and everything like that. I just blacked it, painted it up, threw on decals, threw some pigments on top and was like, there it goes. And you wouldn't notice. And it still is in the army as is. And I have not <laughs> bothered to, to go back and fix it or anything like that. Ah, very cool. Do you have a new test rhino? Oh, Uh, another one where you're yeah, testing I've, everything I've had I have a few test models okay. actually that I just keep dipping in purple power every time it's time to t- you know try out something new but um, yeah I, th- I think uh, people people result to or resort I should say to, to stripping a little more often than I think like just just a new prime usually does the trick like unless unless you're really getting an eBay pro painted model that's yeah. really just yeah. like gotten gotten the shit beat out of it you're usually okay to just like reprime and start over but i digress but uh yeah man so oh that's another thing though you're talking about test rhinos if you guys don't have a test rhino or a test vehicle you know you can buy some of the older plastic models or something like that pick one up off of ebay for five dollars just something you can paint and then try techniques out on so you're not ruining your fifty dollar you your flgs probably has some you know, broken bits and pieces in the back somewhere. Yeah, dude. It's like, How hey, many times can yeah. you go to like a bits exchange and there's like half of a dreadnought torso and you're <laughs> I've like, seen half a night. That's, that's all <laughs> like I need. Okay. Five bucks. How, so like, thank okay. you. Can yeah. confirm that Battlegrounds has an entire box full of like busted ass space marine vehicles yeah, that you man. can buy for pennies on the dollar. <laughs> If you're looking for terrain, that's also not a bad idea. But yeah. So let's get to it then. Unless you have yeah. anything else you want to talk about. No. Yeah. No. Okay. I'm happy with this segment. That's good. Cool. So, Age of Darkness Army List Appendix 9, The Blood Angels. So, like I said, we're going to go through here as an overview on uh, the Legionus Astartes Blood Angels. And uh, we'll do some reading here. Hopefully this won't be as bad as uh, a couple weeks ago. We'll start off with uh, page 202 in Book 8, if you're reading along at home. Legionus Astartes Blood Angels. The Space Marines of the Emperor's Legions are genetically engineered, psycho-indoctrinated warriors with superhuman abilities and minds and souls tempered for war. In addition, each individual legion has its own idiosyncrasies and character, the product of their gene seed and unique warrior culture. The blood angels of all warriors of the Legionus Astartes evidence perhaps the greatest degree of transformation of their flesh from the human origins to the Space Marines they would become. This transformation's effects were even more pronounced and more fundamental than that of the Space Wolves or the Salamanders, both of which featured unique stigmata of their own. The aggressive overriding of the aspirant's gene helix by the blood of their Primarch was capable of transfiguring the rad-scarred and twisted inhabitants of Ball to create perfected warriors, living icons of the physical ideal of the Legionus Astartes, each one an echo of their Primarch, called the Angel. So yeah, first things first. Just echoes of Emperor's Children come to mind just from that paragraph alone. Right? Yeah, I feel I feel like it, you know, like turning the rad infested world into gene sires of their angel. Yeah. They definitely I feel there's a lot of parallels between Emperor's Children and Blood Angels, not only with their levels of perfection and uh, uh artifice and things like that, but also their heritage and their home worlds. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of uh parallels, I feel. The lore section of this of this book, especially for the Blood Angels, talking about their 
pre-Sanguinius days is pretty pretty interesting. Anybody that has any interest at all should check that out. There was a price, however, for this power, and the process of transformation was more arcane, elaborate, and painful one than that endured by any other legion. Even with the direct infusion of its Primarch's own blood to stabilize the process, the rate of fatalities among the legion's aspirants was frighteningly high. There were also those who argued that the mental scars suffered by those who survived the change were just as deep, instilling a sense of cause and purpose that manifested as unflinching, unreasoning fanaticism, bordering on madness, a certainty which could be in mere moments turn into insane fury when that purpose was challenged. So it goes on with some more um, uh, flavored text and whatnot, but I'm going to skip a little bit over there instead of reading word for word Mm. the entire time, and I will go down to uh, the Blood Angels rules. All models and units with this special rule are subject to the following provisions. Legionus Astartes, units with the special rule may always attempt to regroup at their normal leadership value, regardless of casualties. You know, the basics. Yeah. In Carmine Fury, when fighting in an assault and using a melee-type weapon, any model with the Legionus Astartes Blood Angels special rule requires one lower result to wound than they would normally, to a minimum of 2+. This effect applies regardless of the weapon they are using, for example, using a strength 4 melee weapon and attacking a target with a toughness of 4, the Blood Angel will require a 3 plus to wound rather than the usual 4 up. So one quick thing, mm-hmm. we're talking about quality of life on these rules that they've started to write yeah. more and more of. Giving examples that are that detailed, I think, are really vital for this as in, opposed to just like where they would have said one better and you're like, um, what? what yeah, showing that, examples. Yeah, can you give us, yeah, that's really good to start off. Um, Jake, has Incarnmind Fury changed it all from uh, the previous version? It is almost an exact copy and paste. I don't see anything that's any different. Okay, so yeah, Incarnmind Fury is already an excellent Legion of Stardust bonus. Oh, it's it's a really good one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> ooh, yeah. When it gives you just a base overall bonus like that, yeah, a solid plus one. Yeah, that's excellent. Uh, so, so, so there was there was a a question that was brought up in the like Blood Angel groups uh, when this book came out. I mean, it, it probably had happened before, but I guess the the debate came back up to the fore again. Does this mean that Blood Angels fighting in close combat rend on a five? No. Okay. Because rending isn't. No, it does not. Rending is on a six. If this doesn't increase your rending ability, it would say that if it did, it's just your to wound. Right. So yeah, yeah. In your in your absolutely right. Reading this again, it doesn't say anything about like adding anything to your wound roll. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Now, if it said adds plus one to your wound roll result, like Eighth um, Edition does, right, where it'll say adds plus one to your result, then I would sure. say yes, you would need a five to make it a six to rend. Well, you heard it here first. We're putting that debate to bed. Yep. And if you want to. At me, don't. <laughs> don't at me. <laughs> You'll never um, find us. Yeah. Uh, so next is uh, without re- remorse, without relent. Models with Legion as a start as Blood Angels special rule must always make a swipping advance if they are able to, and may not voluntarily go to ground. Um. So question: Can jump infantry go to ground? I do not know off the top of my head, but I know bikes can. It- right. And the reason I ask this sure. is not being able to go to ground uh, is on, what is it, Day of Revelation, the, the heavy jump assault one where you can bring your guys in turn one. 
being able to go to ground would be nice because you get your shroud or, or whatever the, the save is plus going to ground. And if you can't do anything that turn anyway, since you just deep struck, you might as well go to ground. But I never realized that they were not allowed to go to ground, which kind of sucks. Yeah. I, that's why I don't know if jump infantry can go to ground or not because it's never been an issue. Yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know what's growing to ground. Is that a rule? Is that even in the game? Is that I've a never thing used in the it. Game? I don't know. Yeah. We'll put that on the uh, parking lot of questions. Yeah. yeah. Are we writing these down? No, I'm not. No, no. <laughs> I say it, but I'll just come back when I go through the uh, Yeah. Editing. Listeners, make sure you uh, uh, add it to our wiki of uh, questions that we got. Yeah, just remind us. Yeah. You can add me on that one. <laughs> Host of Angels. With the exception of dedicated transports, a Blood Angels detachment may not have more units with a vehicle type than it has units with the Legion's Astartes Blood Angels special rule. Note that because of this, certain rights of war may be unavailable to Blood Angels armies. So this is, sim- well, I think it's exactly like the Black Shields, and I'm sure there's other Legions that have it. But uh, Black Shields, I specifically know, mm-hmm. have this. Okay. So with the exception of dedicated transports, that's usually how these type of armies can get around it is by doing things like Pride of the Legion, then taking Terminators, and then you get Land Raiders as dedicated transports. So then you're still able to field it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So or, while that uh, limitation, Wrath of Angels with a bunch of Storm Eagles, exactly. And stuff. So while while you may have that Host of Angels uh, limitation there, if you're a new listener and you're curious about it, don't worry. That's not gonna stop you from building the army you want. You'll just have to finagle it a different way. Now, obviously, things like um, Armored Spearhead, or is it Armored Breakthrough? The one where you take the tanks as troops and everything like that. That's Armored Spearhead? Maybe. <laughs> armored... The one with the Predators can be... Something. Yeah, it's, it's the one where you take the Predators as troops. Obviously, that one you can't do, right? Because... Yeah. You're very unlikely to be able to tailor a list to do that anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, still a lot of good potential there, guys, and that's just your Legion of Stardust. So, so next we'll uh, talk about the special war gear. So, Kara, yeah. go ahead. The Legion specific war gear. So, the Fire of Heaven. Heaven, sorry. The Legion's tactical doctrines were heavily focu- focused on the use of powerful shock assaults to shatter an enemy's resistance in a single devastating blow. Because of this, flamer and melter weapon weaponry was strongly flavored both because of its effectiveness and its abruptly to prove a fearsome display in action. Any model with the Legionis Astartes Blood Angel special rules with the access to a Vorkite Serpenta as part of their war gear options may instead take a Hand Flamer for plus 15 points. Any model with the Legionis Astartes Blood Angel special rule with the access to a Plasma Pistol as part of their war gear may instead take an Inferno Pistol for plus 15 points. And any Predator, Centurion, or cons- Consul with the Leech, with the Blood Angel special rule with access to a Power Fist, may instead take a Blade of Peridoton plus 20 points. So the Blade of Perdition, has that changed at all? Um, it has not changed at all, but it has been clarified. Um, you so talking about with Deathfire? Yeah. Yeah, so here, I'll, go ahead, Deathfire, I'll go ahead yeah. and read the profile for it. So Blade of Perdition, it's a melee weapon, uh, strength user, AP2, uh, with melee, mastercrafted, two-handed, and deathfire. Deathfire reads: 
Any model successfully wounded by a weapon with this type suffers two wounds for each hit instead of one. Roll to save against each wound separately. And this is where it was clarified. Yeah. Wounds caused in excess of a given model's remaining wounds do not spill over to other models. Because that was a huge point of contention before where you like if I if I overkill your dude, does his wounds carry over? No, no, they don't. Sorry. He's Stop. Dead. And I I think before it was it was fair to interpret it either way, and I think the default was to going to spill over because that's like the only thing Blood Angels players had going for them was this was this sword so i think that was kind of the default or at least that's the way i played it and i always would talk about it with my opponents beforehand and that's usually what we landed on but i'm glad that this was clarified because it it is it was a little silly to be fair well especially when you see later on that one of the dreads has death fire that would have been ridiculous (laughs) yes you know (laughs) oh my god i could have made it interesting um, so, uh, the Illustrated Assault Cannon, Illustrious, is that it? Iliastus. Liastris Assault Cannon. Any Blood Angel model equipped with a Heavy Flamer may exchange it for an Illustrious Pattern Assault Cannon for 5 points for Infantry models and 15 points for Vehicle models. This upgrade always uses the profile below, regardless of whether the weapon is being placed on twin-linked uh, or has a coaxial weapon. Legion Predator tanks may also exchange a Predator cannon for Twin Links Elastris pattern assault cannons for five points. And uh, that looks like the same. Same malfunction. I think, mm-hmm. does this one specifically call out the fact that it repl- can replace uh, Twin Linked weapons? Yes. Yeah, so so that, people that were wondering about the Twin Link Flamer thing on, yeah. on top of the Predators. They yeah. were like, is that legal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Legal Beagle, maybe. Legal so Beagle. So that was a clarification. And the vehicle-mounted ones received a slight points bump. They are now 15 instead of before it was just flat 5 for everyone. Gotcha. So I think they realized that the uh, Burt Predators and the Burt Landspeeders were a little bit too strong for only 5 points. A little spammy, yeah, sometimes, right? When you'd see, like, 6 speeders, 5 attack bikes, and (laughs) then the Predators all with Burt's on them, you know? Yeah. Twin Link, too. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so yeah, the weapon, uh, the Elastris Pattern Assault Cannon, that's 24 inches, strength 6, AP 4, heavy 4, rending, and malfunction. Uh, malfunction is the same across all patterns of this weapon. Uh, when rolling to hit with this weapon, if three or more results of a 1 are rolled, then the weapon uh, has suffered a malfunction result and may not be used again in the game. <laughs> so, man, that one time... You roll three ones. <laughs> it's going to be when you need it not to also. Yep. You know what I, I mean? will say? I have never had this happen to me. Yeah, but then again, I don't play a whole two ton of games. So yeah. I'm sure it so has happened. My thing is if you are running Burt Spam, you're rolling every gun separate. Yep. Right? How <laughs> yep. long does that take? We're talking a predator. Uh, a predator itself can have five it four have, at least. Yeah, it can have five. Uh, four. It can have the main gun, four. two Sponsons, and the Pentel. So that's four on that thing alone. Mm-hmm. You're running three of those. Good Lord, man. Speed this up some. Just suffer the malfunction <laughs> results. <laughs> a little bit of a sidetrack. And we're going to get to this uh, unit here in, in the future. But the uh, Armistice, the Armistice, yeah. makes all your Volkite or Heavy Bolters mastercrafted. Yeah. If you're running him with a 10-man Heavy Support Squadron, you oh roll, yeah, 
40 How? dice. 40 We've talked about that. So How do I've you do done, that? What I've done... You got dice. I haven't tried it yet. I, yeah, I bought more dice, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so now I have at least uh, 10 different sets of four different colors. Or four... Yeah. 10 different colors with a set of four each. Oh. And I'm hoping... And that speeds it up. I haven't, yeah. Oh, yeah. haven't done any practice rolls, but I feel like that's the only way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, is, that is how Blood Angels players have been playing. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense so, then. It's the best but way. All the reds are this guy, blue, green, whatever, all the way down the line. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah, just re-roll those ones. Just as long as you don't have colors that kind of look the same. <laughs> are these red or green? I can't tell, guys. I guess. Yeah. You're going to trust, you're gonna have to trust <laughs> me, Will. Yes, I'm colorblind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, the the assault cannon is a great weapon, and um, I do like its specialty in Horus Heresy, mm-hmm. how it's not on everything, and Dreadnoughts don't have it, but, you know, they have the carries pattern, yeah, which is its own awesome little toy in itself. I do love me some carries. Yeah, Indeed. so that's, that's what a lot of Blood Angels players like to do, though, on their Dreadnoughts, is have dual close combat weapons and then just replace the inbuilt flamers with the assault cannon. So you're yeah. basically getting the benefit of both yeah, and still getting that extra melee attack. But I don't know, man, once we get to that new dread, I don't know if we'll be seeing the uh, <laughs> other dreads anymore. Yeah. But uh, so see. we're on day of revelation. Jake, do you want to take day of revelation for us? Absolutely. I would. And uh, listeners were on two Oh four. Yes. Blood Angels' unique right of war, the Day of Revelation. Throughout the Great Crusade, the Ninth Legion became renowned for its wars of ultimatum. These campaigns of open domination against non-compliant worlds began with Sanguinius, or one of his praetors, affording a world one opportunity to embrace unification or face a Day of Revelation, in which they would suffer the fury of the Blood Angels unleashed. Many, fro- many foes confronted by the gathered Ninth Legion hosts were overcome with dread and awe and capitulated without hesitation. Those who did not would see the shining countenance of the angel Sanguinius transformed into savage fury as blinding destruction was delivered from on high. So that's pretty badass. Yeah, man. I had no idea that he would send an emissary down and be like, hey, man, this is your one and only shot. You want to embrace us? Who are you? Oh, let me show you. <laughs> he said no, Let guys. me show you. <laughs> You didn't want to hack me, the now whole, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the whole coming in from on high, I don't know if you've read Titan Death, but there's a scene in there with uh, Sanguinius, and I think it encapsulates that coming in on high pretty well. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a, it's and, a good uh, moment. I don't want to give away spoilers or anything, but sure. in case you weren't aware, Sanguinius is in the book, and he does do a little bit of Day of Revelation on some folks. <laughs> Very nice. That's also pretty much the opening scenes of uh, Fear to Tread as well. Oh, absolutely. Where, yeah, it's a very uh, iconic thing of Sanguinius to just be like, I got wings! Let yep. me use them! The Blood Angels are the hammer to the Sons of Horus anvil. Yeah. So what does uh, Day of Revelation give us then, Jake? Alright, so we got effects. Cometh the host. Jump infantry squads, which are a part of this detachment, must arrive via deep strike on the first turn of the game and do not need to roll for reserves. So that's pretty cool. I have I have done a null deployment many a time because of this rule. Oh right, because I guess you can if you're coming in first turn, right? Yep. If you if you yeah, have enough deep boy. striking units and reserve units and things like that, you can do a null deployment with this, which is pretty pretty cool sometimes. Uh, next, we've got with fire and thunder. All deep striking units in this detachment gain a plus a five plus cover save on the game turn they arrive in play. 
Place a marker by the unit or otherwise note this to be the case. See, this is the one that I was saying would be great if you could tie that in with a going to ground. Sure. Right. Yeah. Getting getting a four up cover save would be nice on a turn where you just jumped in and you really can't do anything else. But sure. five up, it's free, man. It's just free. You're gonna deep yeah. strike anyways. Might as mm -hmm. well take that five up cover. And I will so uh Chris Morgan has uh put in a few words about this. He is a um He's a guy from Forge the Narrative and is also a, a TO for many events like the LVO and things like that. Mm -hmm. And he has pointed out that it does say game turn. So you have this five up cover save until the next time it is your turn again. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it's not player. That would be terrible if it was player turn and like it only yeah. worked against <laughs> intercept. Oh no, that would be I'm so bad. I'm glad that was brought to my attention though, because that's the way I've been playing it. Oh no, so Jake, I've been shooting no! Shooting myself in the foot. <laughs> oh man. Hey, I mean, you just handicapping yourself. That's all right. That way you play better, right? Yeah, it, that's why I lost all those games because yeah, I didn't course. have that five up cover. Yeah, save. yeah, that yeah. would have changed everything. I'm sure. The world was changed uh -huh. today. He got a five plus uh -huh. cover save. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the next the next one though is player turn. So so I'll go ahead and get into that one. The opening of the seal. All ranged weapons carried by infantry and jump infantry units, which are part of this detachment, gain the pinning special rule in the shooting phase of any player turn in which they deep strike. That's, That's pretty which, cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Pinning eh, doesn't do too much, but we're talking I free mean, again, rules free. here, man. <laughs> yeah, it's free pinning. I, I mean, um, well, Iron Warriors have to pay it. for it. Again, we'll get we'll get to this unit later. Okay. But you've got your angels tiers with assault cannons coming in, and all of a sudden these assault cannons have pinning. Yeah. Can can add up real quick. QQ more kids. QQ more. Mm -hmm. All right. Next we've got the judgment of angels. All units which are a part of this detachment and have the Legiones Astartes Blood Angels special rule gain plus one initiative on the turn they charge into assault. I think I think this is the money shot right here. This is like, this is what makes this uh, this uh, right of war worth taking. Especially mixed with a new rule that we're about to see here in a little bit called keen. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. Yep. Fast there, there as have been many fuck, a time. boys. Um. So I'll go ahead and get into the next rule because it ties into what I want to say. Okay. But, uh, by honor bound. Characters with the Legionis Astartes Blood Angels special rule must always accept a challenge if one is offered in combat. If multiple eligible characters are present in the combat, the controlling player may choose which one answers the challenge as normal. So this is this is a little bit of a hindrance where you do not have the option to turn down challenges. So yeah, I feel like I have, Imperial Fist also have that same challenge or that same honor bound kind of system the same and it, it can shorter. be beneficial and a hindrance at the same time what's real nice is when people know about this or you know i've charged my assault unit into their you know whatever unit and they're like all right well i'm gonna i'm gonna issue a challenge with my uh with my predator or you know whatever whatever beat stick he's got in that unit yeah okay sure i'll check i'll i'll uh I'll answer that with my chaplain. Oh, by the way, he's hitting it plus one initiative, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got a blade of perdition. So, and he's got a blade of perdition, <laughs> so have fun with that. <laughs> yeah, man. So what are the limitations on this, then? All right. 
limitations. Uh, compulsory HQ and troops choices for this detachment must be made up of units equipped with jump packs. So, this so is your- that is a bit of a tax, having to pay for jump packs to start, right? But yeah. I think it's I think it's a lighter tax other than some of the ones uh, Alpha Legion, right? Where they, for to use Quills of the Hydra, they have to take a whole nother troop choice, right? Yeah. So it's a little bit of a heavy tax, but it's still cheaper than some of the other taxes. But at see. the same time, you wouldn't be taking this if you weren't bringing jump packs. Exactly. Yeah. So. so. Yeah. Like you. Th- so it basically means your two compulsory troop choices pretty much have to be assault squads, unless right. you're doing some kind of other wonky thing. Like, um, we'll get to Sanguinius, but he allows uh, Dawnbreakers to be troops. So that mother maybe, of God. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you I can can't do wait. that, but but generally speaking, you're going to be taking assault squads as your troop choices, and then yeah. you're putting a a chaplain or a praetor or something in there anyway. So this isn't really that big of a deal. Um, We've also got detachments using this right of war must take a compulsory fast attack choice as part of their force, which must also have either the flyer or deep strike special rule. I don't see that as a limitation. It just helps you tailor your list, I think, more towards the theme, right? I feel most people are going to bring... Probably speeders. I think is the go-to one, right? I think, yeah, I think because you can put your dual, ca- you can do put your dual assault are, cannons on there. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think your uh, javelins and your lightnings are the kind of go-to choice for this. What do you have, Jake? If you don't mind my um, asking, I um. So honestly, I've never really run this right of war on a frontline list. Gasp. I've always just had a uh, uh, centurion. So I've only ever had the one. Uh, actually, at Nova last year, I had a unit of scimitars. Okay, that's right. Yeah, you do have your scimitars, which, again, uh, those are really good because um, they are deep strike. So that's not yeah, a bad they're, choice. they're not bad. Um, this year at Nova, I'm working on uh, both three javelins and a lightning, so I will have that choice. Nice. Are you still going to run your scimitars? Um, They are in a list. I don't remember which one, but they are in a list. I think gotcha. they might be in one of my bromance lists. Okay. So there's um, one more limitation here, then. There is. Primary detachments using this right of war may not take any fortifications, subterranean assault units, immobile units, or lords of war other than flyers or the Primarch Sanguinius. Wow. So I, I love this. These limitations really just tell you, hey, guys, to make this in theme, make sure it's in theme, okay? <laughs> just make sure things have, can fly and go fast, okay? Stop yeah. taking other stuff. Yeah. Um, so the only change here that makes me sad is they specifically say no subterranean assault vehicles. So yeah, that's no what I was going to say. Guys, next sorry. Is, yeah. You know, I find <laughs> it interesting that they didn't put the rules for the termite in here. Where are the rules for the termite? It's still just a PDF. That's that breakthrough, it? man. I had no idea. Yeah. That was kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They certainly had the opportunity to. Is there but, a section know. in here that just has Legion of Stardust stuff? It does, yeah, right? That's where does. the new consoles and the, are. And the termites are not in there. Mm-hmm. What happened? And they're, and they're the only ones that have subterranean assault. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So sadness, <laughs> no termites. Yeah. So, um, but to be fair, that would be a little gamey because then you could bring a drop pod and a termite, so you have two more units automatically turn one. striking yeah. turn one. So that would be a little bit cheesy. So I, I can see why they did that. And it's not entirely fluffy either. I mean, I could see yeah. it, but it makes sense. Everybody looking up at the sky and then suddenly, oh, wait, 
Whoa. I do that wrong yeah. all the time. <laughs> but so, uh, um, yeah, so I think it's a really good right of war. Yeah. I, I yeah. do say so. Um, I think if you were going to start an army, uh, two 15 units of uh, assault troops or assault infantry, a Praetor with a jump pack, apothecaries with each of those units, mm-hmm. and then, like he said, a chaplain, right? Yeah, I think that's a pretty good go-to uh, dude. Put him in the Praetor in one squad. And I think that's, like, what, almost a 1,000 points, maybe? That's yeah, I think spot. that, and then the unit of scimitars, that was my starting army, and yeah. that was something like That's a super, super fun, solid list to start off in a uh, Centurion-style game format, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. All right, so let's uh, rock into the other... Day program. of Sorrow. Yep. Will, you want to tackle that one? All right, we man. Can, <clears throat> let's do this, Brutus. Yeah, we can skip through the uh, fluff text, or flavor text if you'd like. Yeah, let's do that, because yeah. uh, right. while I'm sure it's cool. But y'all can read it. Yeah. yeah. We're on page 205 for the listeners, by the way. Uh, resolute defense. Any units with Legion of Stardust Blood Angels, special rule, which is part of a detachment which uses this right of war, cannot be penned. In addition, is fearless within three inches of any objective or in their own deployment zone. Wow, already. That's way better than Head of the Gorgon, where I get just stubborn in my own deployment zone. These guys are straight up fearless. Good lord. Fearless and ignore pinning. That is pretty cool. Uh, Aura of Wrath. Any unit which suffers a morale check as a result of losing an assault in which the majority of the enemy models in the Legion of Sardis Bloodish Special Rule suffer an additional minus one penalty to their leadership value when taking the test. Wow. Units which are immune to fear are immune to this ability. Okay. Oh. Wow. So basically, if you lose a combat to a Blood Angels unit using this Rite of War, you suffer an additional minus one to your leadership check. Right. So you have to lose the assault. Okay. So it's not good for breaking ties, but it's good for preventing ties. Mm. And here's the thing, right? You can win a combat against custodes or militia. And if they have that banner, that'll give them plus one, and it could possibly tie the combat. This negates that to where it will give them the minus one, and they mm-hmm. will lose the combat, and you could sweep custodes. So, well, no. But you can sweep militia, <laughs> which is important. <laughs> That's what we're crazy. talking about. Nobody's sweeping custodes. You're right. I had to stop for a minute. I was like, nope, fearless is a thing. Okay. <laughs> but at least you can sweep militia. Yeah. Uh, by Blood Sworn, when any unit with the Legion on as a start as Blood Angel Special Rule, which is a part of this attachment, uses this right of war, is reduced to 50% or less than its starting models, the remaining models gain Feel No Pain 5+, plus Special Rule for the beginning of their next turn. This lasts for the remainder of the game. Um, This kind of reminds me of, do you guys remember the old, uh, who was it? Um, The Bad Elves from Space. Uh, Dark Eldar? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Dark Eldar. <laughs> uh, that's what it is. Sorry, that was such broad. I wasn't even sure if you were talking about Warhammer there. So, so. Um, but in 7th edition, I remember they had a rule where the, the longer the game went and the more they lost, the better the individual models became. Because of all the good drugs. Yeah, yeah, mm. all the drugs start kicking in. So this is them. good shit. Yeah. This is them starting to get lost in the, uh, the rage a little bit. Mm-hmm. Back before it was what it is known as now in the 41st millennium. Uh, limitations. Bloody-handed. 
Characters which are part of this attachment must issue and accept challenges in combat where applicable. The Blood Angels player, however, may choose which of their characters does this if they have more than one in combat. So this is different from Honorbound, because Honorbound says they must accept, but this one says you must issue. Mm-hmm. So this is so this is like issue and accept, right? Because Honorbound mm-hmm. just yep. says you must always accept right so you don't have to issue one but in bloody handed you need to so yeah that is a pretty big limitation uh to bitter dregs to the bitter dregs any unit with legion of sardis blood angel special rule which is part of this attachment which uses this right of war that has been reduced to 50 percent or less than its starting number of the models counts as being destroyed at the end of the game for the purpose of victory points where these are used and no longer count as scoring units. Note that independent characters attached to these units are unaffected. Yeah, so this is this is the major Oof. limitation to this, and this is why I don't think you see this right of war very often, because once your unit gets below 50%, sure, it gets that feel-no-pain for free, but it's also no longer scoring, and your opponent gets a victory point for it. But that said, it doesn't say you're no longer denying, so you can still deny. Sure. Which is better than Shattered Legions. Mm-hmm. Shattered Legions can never And it's still worth deny. noting that they're still fearless and immune to pinning right. within, three in, uh, within three inches of an objective. But that, the, that kind of forces you to run larger size units, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you run a five-man Terminator squad, oh. you lose three, you're, you're done, done. Right? Yeah. That's it. Um, veterans, five dudes, that's it, done. So yeah, any this is not an elite army to be playing this no, with, I don't no. think so. I think you're definitely going to want big hordes of infantry, power armor, 20-man squads running up with apothecary. Well, I don't know. Is the getting free feel no pain worth it? Would you guys still run apothecaries? Well, the problem with that is it doesn't kick in until you start losing that victory point. Right. So... And this isn't one that... So, like, if you do bring the apothecary to keep you alive longer, right? I feel like you'd... <clears> yeah, you'd have to keep... You'd have to put an apothecary in there to gain the benefits of preventing your opponent from getting to that 50% level. Right. Yeah. So and then it, when you do, it's kind of ironic. Have that, that, wouldn't it, what, or is this, is this just the world eaters apothecary? Right. So like guy. the world eater apothecary guy, right. He can add plus one. Okay. Right. Can't he? So if you, yeah. if they have a five up, he can give them a four up mm-hmm. kind of thing. Whereas that'd be great. If by blood sworn, if you got to 50%, it increased their feel no pain yeah. by plus one. So they got a six up without an apothecary, but with an apothecary, they'd get a four up. Yeah. So run your apothecary up in the front of the group and have it tank stuff. Yes. Yeah. So- and then when he dies, <laughs> hey, no big deal, man. You just got another five up. Feel a, no he's got to be in the 51%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then just start so, tanking. So call me crazy, but I think this is your anti demon right of war for Blood Angels. Go on. I'm intrigued. Go on. What do you, what do you like, mean? So you're going to be losing these victory points uh, for for losing for losing units, but it's also your units are going to get better as the game goes on, and you're going to be sitting on these objectives, playing your own game. And I know a lot of the demon, uh, uh, what are they? Uh, not emanations. Uh, whatever the like different flavors of demon. Uh, detachments are mm-hmm. a lot of them you know they have their own objective that they can choose from 
So yeah, if you've got yeah. these fearless, immune-depending, feel-no-pain units sitting on these objectives, you're kind of forcing the demon player to play their own game. Yeah. Because I feel like... You, because and, and you're going to be immune to their fear that they're going to cause. Right. You're also getting better as the game goes on, and they're getting worse. Yeah. Oh. Demons are getting worse the longer they're out of the warp. Yeah. Hey, that's so not I'd, a bad idea, man. I'd be interested idea, to man. try that against yeah. demons. I'd be interested to see how it went. That's pretty good. And it also gives me an opportunity to run the like normal type Legionis Astartes lists you usually see, you know, big blobs of tacticals and yeah. support squads and things like that. And I'm not like so pigeonholed into playing the assault units. As fun as they are, you know, I, I find myself wanting to try other stuff from time to time. Exactly. But yeah, no, that's absolutely true because you're still going to get that plus one to wound because you're a blood angel. That's your Legion of Astartes. And then getting your feel no pain is the, the longer you're in combat and. The whole fearless thing, because you're going to be on your objectives. It's not like they're going to try to capture objectives. They're trying to kill you, you know? Yeah. They're trying to do their own thing, like Jake said. Y'all are playing two different games entirely, just on the same board. Typically, yeah. Yeah. So, damn, Jake, that's not a bad idea, man. That'd be interesting to see. That's, that's what I think, because up until now, this has been kind of like a, oh, hey, I kind of just want to try this out. It's not that great. But I think specifically against demons, I think it might have its uses. Yeah. But we'll, we'll see how that works out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yep. So, you mentioned Dawnbreaker Cohort. You want to talk about these guys, Jake? Sure. So, we're on page 206 people, for the listeners, by the way. <laughs> yes, page 206. Um, so, a lot of people want to compare these to Sanguinary Guard, but when you read the lore portion of this book, they are actually their own thing. So, they are not Sanguinary Guard. Yeah, to me, but, if anything, they look like Caesarian... Um, the Ultramarine Caesarians. Yeah. You know? And sure. Yes. Yeah. Caesarian. Like, Victus. like yeah, we're starting kinda... to see more of these these power armor, artificer armor, melee units, which, I mean, I yeah. think we've seen them for a while, but they're definitely starting to become more and more. Because mm-hmm. uh, they're cool. Like, yeah. They are these awesome. These are your, right? like, elite mm-hmm. assault troops. Like, these these guys are, I mean, they're they're kind of kind of function the same way a Sanguinary Guard would if they were in the game. But, you know, they're just super hard-hitting assault units. So, so let's take a look through here. So you got Dawnbreaker Core. Wow. <laughs> Jesse, you're getting to me, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. The curse is lifted. Your- I can speak. The curse is I can lifted. speak like a human again. <laughs> That's what you think. Uh, all right. So we got the Dawnbreaker Cohort. Uh, so 210 points. So they're pretty pricey um weapon skill five ballistic skill four strength four toughness four one wound initiative four two attacks base three on the champion leadership eight nine and an innate two up save so they come with artificer armor standard so that's pretty nice yeah Mm -hmm. um they have the artificer armor falling spear pattern power spear and grenade dischargers with frag and crack munition. That sounds so dope, dude. Yeah. So that I mean, they kind of. I imagine they still kind of look like Sanguinary Guard. Like we don't have models for these guys yet, but I imagine when they come out, they'll be very reminiscent. Where they have those like wrist-mounted weapons, so they can wield their big two-handed weapons freely. Yeah. Um, Ooh. So baby. let's. So we got special rules. Legion oh, wait. So they all have this spear. 
They all come with the spear standard. Jesus. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you want me to run through the spear? No, keep going. Keep going down the list. Okay. Let's all do right. this right. I'm all just right. looking at the spear <laughs> and my good. jaw is dropped. Uh, it's just... Um, they also come with jump packs, if that wasn't clear, but, um, so then the other special rule they've got, this is pretty niche, but it's also pretty awesome. Uh, set the sky aflame. If this unit enters played via deep strike, all enemy units within six inches immediately suffer D6 strength four AP zero hits. Roll once to determine the number of hits applied to all units within range. This is like the, uh, um, what's the dread clause? Burning Retros or whatever it is? I think so. That's very similar, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's not going to be winning you any games, but it's still cool. And that's like, you're getting real ballsy with your deep strikes at that point, getting within six inches of an enemy unit. Got to have some balls of steel for that one. Hey, man. Fortune favors the bold. Deep striking Indeed. within six inches of a lightning and causing D6 strength four AP dash hits to it? That's enough to glance it, man. You could kill a lightning yeah. on your descent in. Like, just break through its wrong. wings and, and cockpit as you come on in, man. <laughs> Alright, so options. We've got Dawnbreaker Cohort may take up to five additional Dawnbreaker Legionaries for plus 25 points each. Uh, any model in the squad may exchange their Falling Star Pattern Power Spear for an Equinox Power Blade case for five points per model. Uh, the entire squad may take Melt-A-Bombs for 25 points. And the Dawnbreaker champion may exchange their Falling Star Power star, Falling Star Power Spear for a Blade of Perdition for twenty points. So Pricey, this is a theme, but I think it's pretty we'll worth it. throughout this army, where uh, like sergeants more or less can take a Blade of Perdition. That's and so any good. AP two at initiative weapons you can get are okay in my book. Yeah, I, I think so. I think they're pretty fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we got the Falling Star Pattern Power Spears. Uh, got it's it is a spear, so it's got the like split uh, profile, profile between yeah. charging and normal. Uh, so for charging, you've got melee uh, strength plus one, AP two, and then normally you have strength user AP three. So they're definitely way better on the charge. Yeah, uh, but you know they're still not bad. Like, they're still pretty good. Uh, melee, two-handed. So you're not getting your uh, extra attacks or having two melee weapons, but they don't have that anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, this one is the one I think is way more interesting. Like, the Power Spears are good, don't get me wrong, but let's talk about the Equinox Power Blade case. Equinox Power Blade case is a pair of melee weapons, each with a different profile is listed below. In any given assault phase, the wielder must choose one of the following two profiles before making any attacks, and all their attacks in that phase will use the chosen profile and gain the additional attack for using two combat weapons. So you're paying five points to basically give your guys an extra attack, and then you get to choose one of these two uh, profiles. So we've got the Sunrise and the Sunset Blade. Sunrise Blade is Strength User, AP3, Melee, Shred, and Keen. And keen means when attacking with this weapon, the user adds plus one to their initiative value. So that right of war pairing gives them plus two to their initiative value the yeah. turn they charge. That yeah. is... So they're going to be hitting it initiative oh, six on the charge. They're just chopping power armor to bits at that point, man. Yep. And with shred. Shred, shred yeah. is nothing to sneeze yeah. at. And if they're charging like, AP2, like, 
they are hitting at the same initiative as a predator, and go, they're just going toe to toe with predators at that point. Yeah. Well, so they wouldn't be hitting at initiative two or uh, AP two because that's no, just no, because that's just the spear that does that. Oh, I'm sorry, I was it's looking just the, the, the sunrise. That sorry, that. but still hitting at initiative six against power armor, they're not going to enjoy that at all. Yeah. Um. So you've got your sunset blade. This is the other uh, sword you get. Uh, strength user AP three melee rending and sunder, which is also nothing to sneeze at. So they're going to so be. I think. User, right? So they're four. Yeah. Then you're going to get six for rending. So that puts you up to AP 10. And then another D3, 13. And then you have Sunder. So you can glance armor 13 with these swords, dude. Yeah. Like Dreadnoughts, you thought you were safe. You thought you were safe, Dreadnoughts. I don't need <laughs> Melt-A-Bombs. I have swords. Die under a tide of hacking blades. Dudes, that is insane. Yeah, so that's that's where I think the Equinox, uh, the power the pa- Equinox Power Blade cases. That's where this unit comes into its own because it becomes such a toolbox unit. You can throw it at whatever you want, and it's going to get something done. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the fact, I mean, five points. I think that's a pretty fair balance. Yeah. So, like, my loadout for this is a full ten man squad. You give the sart or the champion the Blade of Perdition because why wouldn't you? Uh, I think you take three to four of the spears and then the rest of them have the Equinox cases. Yeah, that's not bad. That's a good mix of AP2 to start in and charge in case you end up having to fight Terminators or something. Yeah, and, especially uh, if you're using them in Day of Revelation because they're going to be hitting an initiative five even with those spears. Yeah. At AP2. So I think, awesome. I think that's... Uh, that's a star unit for me. I, I can't wait to see the models for these guys. These guys, I'm not, I'm not brave enough to convert models for these. Yeah, I always feel I like I've, I've always held off on converting too, because then um, when you see the actual Forgeal product, you're like, what have I done? I did not do <laughs> this thing justice done? at all, you know? <laughs> like I did my um, um, Pravian. I was like, this guy looks pretty cool. And then I saw the Forgeal Pravian. I was like, my God, I could have never <laughs> imagined something so awesome as that. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But then they so have, like, this I, grenade discharger, right? Yeah. Which, um... Yeah. Check it out. It's actually not grenade. Yeah, it's, it's actually an assault one weapon. Yeah. You can basically fire frag or crack grenades. Now, hold on. Do regular one. grenades have the assault type? I can't remember. I think they do. I believe they are just grenades. Well, that's the thing. I couldn't um, be sure, though. I wonder... Because the grenade discharger is not a grenade, which yes. makes me think that you would be able to shoot these multiple times, right? Yeah, yeah I think uh, I think well, I think each person would get to shoot one, right? Because it's not like a, a a regular grenade where it's like only one model may throw a grenade. This is a hand cannon. It's true, they all come with it. Yeah, it is a grenade just discharger weapon with frag and crack munitions. Right. So uh, that's something else then. They don't have frag and crack grenades. They just yes. have this thing. This was being discussed. So you could make the argument that this means these guys don't count as having crack or uh, frag grenades. So they would not get their extra attack for assault, or they'd be hitting an initiative one assaulting through dangerous terrain. But I, I could come out on either side on that. Yeah. I think that does need to be cleared up a little bit then, right? Yeah. Are I these grenades or, or the other. is it? 
Because, I mean, it's. It, I think if they just wanted to give them grenades, they would have just said grenades, right? Yeah. Or, what is it, the grenade harness, which is what the Terminators have. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they need to clarify that. Do they have yeah, the I, frag I, and crack grenades, and can they shoot? The, is it the best of both worlds is what I'm asking, you know? Yeah. I mean, I would imagine so, because for the premium you're paying for these guys, it'd be a real shame to be throwing a, you know, I don't know, 350-point unit into terrain and then oh well too bad you're at initiative one yeah no i definitely would play it as best best of both worlds personally yeah. Um, yeah but that's definitely something to to look for in an faq at some point but yeah so what's next just you want to take the next one uh sure so we got the crimson paladins here and she's already Sexy Terminators that Forge World came out with a few weeks ago. Just out of nowhere, such, man. I don't think anybody saw those models. Yep. Were they in any books or anything like that? Not so far as I know. No, I've never heard of them before, except when Forge was like, check these dudes out. And I was like, I <laughs> so want they're, them. They're, they're kind of the Blood Angels equivalent of uh, Death Shroud. Yeah. Yep. Coming out of left field, we got Crimson Paladins at 160 points. With two Crimson Paladins and one Crimson Exemplar as a unit composition. Uh, Crimson Paladin Squad numbering five models or less may take a Land Raider Phobos as a dedicated transport. Uh, these are infantry, the exemplars of character. Uh, they're in Cataphractic Terminator armor. They have a power weapon and a cor- Coriolis. Oh no, the, it's back. Sorry. <laughs> Coriolis. The curse yep. <laughs> back. The Coriolis pattern power shield. Right. Uh, so it's, it's, it's important to make note that this is not a storm shield. Like some people no. were speculating, like no. I myself speculated even. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, um, their stat line, I think, is the same of that as a regular Terminator unit. I don't think they have anything special. The Exemplar has two no. wounds. Oh, you're right. Look at that. Okay. But uh, the yep. regular Paladins are your standard uh, Cataphracty affair. Gotcha. Um, oh, and they're all leadership all 10. leadership 10, yes. Oh, that is true. Yeah. Good call. Good call. Um, let's see. There are special rules. They're Blood Angels. They can Deep Strike, which is pretty sexy. Uh, the blood is forever, which that's a pretty cool sounding rule name. Yeah. And they're stubborn. So the blood is forever. While locked in combat with a unit that outnumbers them, a Crimson Paladin squad gains the feel no pain five up special rule. If outnumbered by more than twice their own number, they instead gain feel no pain four up special rule. Any independent character that joins the squad do not gain the special rule and do not count for the purposes of determining when this squad is outnumbered. Each Crimson Paladin and Crimson Exemplar is counted as two models, as if they were, as are any enemy models with a bulky rule. Models with other versions of the bulky special rule count as the number of models they would for the purposes of transport capacity. And the Coriolis, the Coolio power, the Coolio pattern power shields. Coolio, I'm about it. Reduce the strength of all melee attacks targeting a model with a Coolio power shield by negative one. Wow, Coolio. That's, that's pretty, pretty good. cool. Yep. Yeah, you're not getting doubled out by Power Fists. Yeah, yep. you're going to have to fight us the, the old-fashioned way. <laughs> right. uh, their options include taking up to two additional Crimson Paladins to bring your uh, capacity up to five. Uh, any model in this squad may exchange its power weapon for a Sunset Blade for free. That is the uh, Rending and Sunder one from the Dawnbreaker cohort. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, single... Crimson Paladin and Squad may exchange their Coolio Power Shield from one of the following. An Elastis Pattern Assault Cannon for 10 points. Heavy Flamer for 5. Plasma Blaster for 15. Up to two Crimson Paladins may exchange their Power Weapon for a Power Fist at 20 points a model. Oof. It's a little pricey. Ooh, yeah. 
the Crimson Exemplar may exchange uh, the Crimson Exemplar may exchange both their power weapon and Coolio power shield for a blade of perdition for ten points. Oh, and that's the they make it a spear, mm, I guess. Mm-hmm. Does it? It modeled as a spear. it's modeled as a spear. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the Crimson Exemplar may take a grenade hardest for ten points. Standard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. Wow. These guys. Why would you want to take an extra two? Just because take take can. the three, take the three, and always be outnumbered in every combat. <laughs> Just fucking suicide them into somebody's back line somewhere, dude. Be like, do something about it. Yeah. So first thing I want to talk about is the fact that they are in units of three, which I really like because many times I feel like you want to take a small bodyguard that isn't a command squad, um. And put your character with it. That it might be in Terminator armor and put them in a Land Raider. But, you know, if you want to do like, for example, Gorgon Terminators, right? I'm going to use my own Terminators as reference here. Come in groups of five. I can't put Autech more with them mm-hmm. unless I buy a Spartan. I don't want to do that. I want to use Land Raiders because I get those for, you know, everywhere in my list. Um, but the fact these guys are three, man, you can totally do that. Yeah. As much as I love these guys and think they're so, like, they're really cool, but I think they have a very confused profile. Like, I don't think these Terminators know what they are supposed to do. I because think. they're really they, assault-oriented. They've got this feel-no-pain, but unless you're running them as the three-man unit, you're probably not very often going to get that. Here's what I and think they are. still only single-wound Terminators. I think they are an anti-Tarpit Terminator. For demons? Yeah. Right? Sure. If you have these guys running around, even five of these guys, against a 20-man blob or a 50-man blob of conscripts or something like that, they're going to do really well. Mm-hmm. If those conscripts are trying to hit you with their user strength 3, which then gets turned to strength 2 versus you. They're wounding on 6s. They're wounding on 6s, and the ones that hit, you're getting a 4-plus feel no pain. I think that's what these guys are doing is they are the dudes that tar pit before you're tar pitted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yes, they have power weapons, so you can go ahead and do power swords or hammers or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. And the and the 20-point power fist, that's Forge World telling you, take the fucking swords. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's them just being like, you can, but come on, really? Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these guys are real cool. Even even if they are a pretty niche unit, I will definitely be having a unit of these at some point because they're just too gorgeous. To yeah, and as a collector, I think you definitely need to have a set. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely. Just like I, I got I got eyes mm-hmm. on a capital palette with these guys. I think. Oh, nice. So, uh, we'll so next we have angel tears. Yeah, the angels. The tears. angels yeah. tears, not just angel tears. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So these guys are 130 points. You have the heirloom. Am I saying Aralim. that right? Heirloom. Yep. And the Ark Heirloom. Uh, da, 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 da. They are fours across the board. One wound, one attack base, nine leadership, three up save. And the Ark has two attacks. So they look like just veteran Marines so far. So one note I'll throw in here. Um, these guys are basically like the Blood Angels special destroyer unit. Right, yeah. And you're, you're going to notice that in the rules. Um, yeah. For example, um, so, they're jump infant. Or do you want to go, Jake? Well, no. I, I just want to throw in. 
is a note for the attacks thing that's yeah. been brought to attention. Normal destroyers got FAQ'd to have two and three rather than just one and two. Okay. And uh, the theory is is that that FAQ happened after this book had already been sent to like get published. Ah, possibly. So yes. I feel like we might be seeing an FAQ later to bring these guys up to levels with normal destroyers having extra attacks. Yeah, let's definitely hope so because um, I mean I hate it when you find line units, legion line units that are better than some of the elite units, right? Like sure. uh, veterans were versus reavers for so long. You know, you'd always want to take regular veterans over sons of Horus reavers for a little bit there, right? Um, so going I think on, th- th- that was just a slight, slight thing, and you know, I'm sure that'll get FAQ'd, sure, at some point. Uh, so the unit type they are jump infantry. Uh, the boss man is a character. They have power armor, chainswords, or combat blades, frag crack, and rag grenades. Uh, each dude has two Volkite Serpentas, and they have jump packs. Uh, and they are Legion of Stardust. They have counterattack and hardened armor, just like regular destroyers. Um, another note down here is that Legion Mortats may join the Angel's Tears units uh, as if it was a Legion Destroyer squad. So that's just one more thing telling you that these guys are a Blood Angel-specific destroyer unit. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. Um, so you can take five additional uh, special destroyers for 15 points each, which is pretty good because that includes the jump pack. You're not paying attacks on the jump pack. Uh, entire squad, just as destroyers, 25 points to take melted bombs. Uh, any squad member or any Illyrium uh, in the squad may exchange their Volkite Serpenta for one of the following. Angels tier grenade launchers, heavy flamers, assault cannon with suspenser web? What? <laughs> Roto cannon or heavy chainsword. Uh, the boss may exchange their uh, chainsword or combat blade for heavy chainsword, power weapon, power fist, lightning claw, a single lightning claw, or thunder hammer. The arc may exchange their Volkite Serpentas for plasma pistol, 10 points each, and the arc may also take artificer armor. So, right, dude. <laughs> oh my god. Any. Aurelium may take the assault cannon with suspensor web. Yes. They only lose one of their Volkite Serpenta. They all get this, man. (laughs) They're all jump troops that get this. You kidding me right now. Oh, my God. Okay. So So, so so as awesome as that is, right? And, and I mean, the reaction you're having is the reaction every single Blood Angel Angel player had when they first read this, right? Yeah. And here's, here's why I think that having a full squad of those guys is new bait, right? Go for it. Uh, they are 15 points a piece. They On are pretty armor. expensive Yeah, for power armor. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the suspensor web would turn them into an assault type weapon, but also have their range. No, 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 nope. nope. It's no. at half their range. It becomes assault. Oh, I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is still a heavy weapon until you reach half range. Okay, so so that's not quite as bad as I thought. But I still wait. Think hold on, Jesse's bait. having an epiphany yeah. here. I thought it was the one oh. that allows you to fire a heavy weapon even if you move. Or it is. Move. It turns your weapon into but assault does, weapon. Okay. Gotcha. At half range. That's um, how think, it allows I you to fire your heavy weapon. It halves your range, becomes I assault. See. Gotcha. Okay. 
but that doesn't say you can't use the heavy variant for longer range. But gotcha. then you are right. snap firing. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So that's not as bad as I thought. That, was, that so that's that that's not quite as bad. But I still believe that at least a full unit of these guys is new bait because you're still having to drop a super expensive unit pretty close into somebody to be able to get that 24 inch range because 24 inch range isn't really like that far but still against demons it, demons i don't think there's any unit which can really shoot so you can do definitely sure. a whole bunch of damage against yeah. those guys absolutely yeah i think you definitely have a problem of diminishing returns on this unit though like once you get above a certain number of assault cannons in the unit it just kind of becomes redundant yeah, I think you're going to find then, two is probably your magic number. I think two sure. is enough to be fun, but not um, be too heavy of a loss. You know what I mean? Sure. And, I mean, I think they're <laughs> they're kind of living up to their Moritat-type uh, unit here, where they're going to drop in, blow something off the face of the map, and then immediately die. Yeah. Um, Especially only having power armor. Real Just quick, like a though, good destroyer unit. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's their job. Um, exactly. So sure. let's talk about the Angel's Tears grenade launcher. So rather than have the rad missile, they have this grenade launcher, uh, which is 24 inches, strength 4, AP 4, assault 1, blast 3 inches, rad phage, and fleshbane. So it is basically the rad missile. Just a... Well, damn. I don't know. What's different about it? Honestly, couldn't tell you. Is the range? I think that's the same range. I think maybe maybe it's a strength or AP thing. I don't have a rad missile in front of me to, to let you know, but I know the three inches blast, rad phage, flush bane. That's all the same. Yeah, I know a rad grenade's different from a missile. Yeah, it's got to be like in the strength or AP profile. Otherwise, why would yeah. they put it right? And a range to it. <clears throat> ah, yeah, but. Maybe. So I'll tell you how I'm running these guys, right? So I just finished converting up my unit of these guys. Mm -hmm. I'm just running a full 10-man squad of Volkite. Yeah. Because that's still 20 Volkite shots coming into something. It is. And if I pair that with the Volkite Moritat, it's 32 Volkite shots going into something. Yeah, that's definitely going to... Strength 5, AP 5. Uh, I mean, you drop behind some vehicles, you can still glance something to death. Yeah, you can. Absolutely. Um... Yeah, the only issue with the Volkite Serpentas is they are the, sh well, not the shortest, but one of the shortest range pistols. Right. Only being 10 inches. But, yeah. hey, that's fine. So, I'm, I'm almost running these guys as not deep striking them and just using them as, like, threat response. Yeah, like a QRF in your back line, maybe? Only. Yeah. That's not a bad idea, actually. Like, hey, you want to... Hey, demon player, you put a demon rift back here, like near my deployment. Well, oh yeah, I just to harass a demon rift, you. man. Any unit that comes out of the demon rift, you just pop it a couple times. Yeah, not a bad yep. idea. Yeah, and they do have counterattacks, so they're not. I mean, they're still probably going to die to a big chunk of demons, but they're going to put up a fight. Yeah. But. But yeah, that's a anyway. pretty good unit, and that's all yours. You're, you're using like a bit of a conversion from. A little bit of sanguinary guard with the death ma death mass. You got um, yeah. So like I just took like the normal destroyer model. Yeah. Head swapped them with the, the sanguinary guard. Like, I think death I think mass. Jesse found out what the difference is on yeah the rad missiles. Oh. Is that was that what you were looking for? 
It wasn't, but I can do that real quick. Oh, what, what were you looking for? <laughs> uh, Suspenser Web, because in my head, I never oh. used it before. Really? I just yeah, I just assumed that. All it right, was let's a, pull it up because now now, now we, we got, got Spencer Web right here. You do? What does it say? A heavy weapon with a soup yeah soup yeah. A heavy weapon with a suspenser web effectively allows the fire to treat the weapon as having the type assault rather than heavy, meaning they can move and fire at full weapon skill when firing in the shooting phase at targets up to half the weapon's usual maximum range. Yep. This has no other effect such as snapshots when charged, etc. Okay. Yeah, so, so, so you can still would, fire your regular weapon at so, full range if yeah, you want for to. For example, a heavy bolter with a suspenser web, which is usually range 36 inches, heavy 3 weapon, can instead be used as if it were range 18, assault 3 weapon, if the player wishes in their shooting phase. Pretty neat stuff. Yeah. So I wasn't completely wrong. It would, it would have the range of it if they weren't already jump infantry and count yeah. as having relentless. No, no, no. They don't count as having relentless. Do they not? No. Jetpack have relentless. Jump pack do not. Ah, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So you would have to drop okay. them in close to make use of that suspenser web. This episode of the Remembrancers Retreat is supported in part by our generous patrons. This week we would like to thank our newest member, at Gardener.TreeOfWoe. You can find his hobby creations on Facebook and Instagram with the same handle. And as always, we thank our top-tier patrons, Alex Self, Chris Mack, and Joe from Music City Heresy. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, we're going to try this again. Hey, it's uh, me and Jake. We're back. I forgot to hit the record button going in for about 10 minutes. But uh, yeah, we're going to, just me and Jake, we're going to wrap up the rest of these units for the Blood Angels, uh, starting with the yeah. Contemptor Incendius Class Dreadnought. Do you want to run through that again, Jake? I'm I so, would I would yeah. love to. Okay, I'm glad I just stopped at this one. Can you imagine? Yeah. Okay, anyway, got excited. <laughs> That's all good. All right. All right. So, I mean, we've pretty much got a, a standard Contemptor Dreadnought here. Uh, weapon skill 5, Ballistic skill 5, Strength 7, Front Armor, Side Armor, Rear Armor, 13, 12, 10, uh, Initiative 4, 3 attacks, 3 hull points. Um, just vehicle type walker. And uh, for war gear, we've got ta- two Talons of Perdition, each with an inbuilt heavy flamer. So, this guy's got a Blade of Salty Tears fingers. Just uh, take... T- Take some swords and just glue it onto his hands. It's pretty much what you got. <laughs> um, smoke launcher, searchlight. Uh, special rules, adamantic shielding, fleet, armored ceramite, and incendious booster pack. So we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, for options, we've got Contemptor Incendius may replace any heavy flamer with one of the following. Melt a gun for 10 points. Iliastus pattern assault cannon for 15 points. So, you know, typical blood angel stuff. Um... A Contemptor Incendius may replace either of its Talons of Perdition with a Dreadnought Close Combat Weapon for free, and this does not change any inbuilt Heavy Flamers, Melted Guns, or Iliastus Pattern Assault Cannons. So you, you get to keep your toys if you swap it for a uh, for a Dreadnought Weapon, which I'm I'm kind of glad they specified that, because yeah. I feel like that could have been a question that came up. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, yeah, this guy's very reminiscent of the old uh, Furioso Dreadnought from 40k for the Blood Angels, like double melee weapons with like the melt gun and flamer. Um, and lastly, we got a Contemptor, uh, Contemptor Incendius may take extra armor for 10 points. All right, so 
we're going to find out why this dreadnought's in the uh, fast attack slot <laughs> with this uh, incendious booster pack. The booster pack. Guys, 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 guys. What oh. if we slap a booster pack onto a dreadnought? And this is what you got. <laughs> you got that. You got the aliens meme guy, but you got <laughs> rockets. <laughs> Yeah, so basically you're gonna you're gonna do a Darwin Award and slap a jet booster on the back of a dreadnought, and see what happens. I just see the tech uh, marines like I I don't see anything wrong with this. <laughs> Open <it> seems <laughs> legit. <laughs> Open up the hangar bay. Fuck. Let's go. It all checks out. Alright. So Incendious booster pack may be used once per game in one of two ways. These options are mutually exclusive, and the use of one means the other may not be used in that game. So first option you have is Deep Strike. Controlling player may choose to use this special rule to set up the Dreadnought in reserve and bring it into play using the Deep Strike special rule. Dreadnought is considered to eject the booster pack via a system of explosive bolts after landing, and it plays no further role in the Dreadnought's operation. So, you know, you get your Deep Strike and Dreadnought without having to pay for a drop pod. Which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. All right, and uh, second option, Shock Assault. Controlling player may opt to deploy the Dreadnought as normal. In this case, the use of the booster pack may be declared at the start of any of the controlling player's movement phases, including the first, or during the controlling player's assault phase, but not both. If activated during the movement phase, the booster pack allows the Dreadnought to move up to 12 inches, ignoring all other models and terrain freely. Uh, but it's... Uh, you have to take dangerous terrain tests as normal for using a jetpack unit. Mm -hmm. Um... Uh, if activated during the assault phase, the booster pack allows the Dreadnought to roll 3d6 to determine its charge range, ignoring all their models and terrain freely. Again, having to check for dangerous terrain if it uh, starts or ends in uh, difficult terrain. In either case, the Dreadnought's considered to eject the booster pack via system of explosive bolts at the end of whichever phase it was used in and plays no further role in the Dreadnought's operation. So yeah, guys, you got yourself a, a jump pack Dreadnought. Check that action yeah. out. Pretty sweet. Yeah, and uh, notice it does not say 3d6 and pick the highest. It is just a flat 3d6 dice for a charge distance. Yep, so, so you should be getting you can, at least 10 inches on the reg. Yeah, pr pretty reliably getting like 8 to 10 inch charges off with this guy. And the potential for that uh, sweet, sweet 18 inch charge if you're really lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, surprise. <laughs> surprise, it's a dreadnought. 18 inch charge. Here you go. <laughs> uh, so then. Uh, it just looks like just a fun unit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, it, it, is, it is quintessentially 30K because it's just so silly. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think uh, anybody, anybody in the 40K universe would laugh this off the board, but 30K, we're like, yeah, no, nah, I can see it. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> the Simpsons did it. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, so then uh, the Talent of Perdition is basically just your Blade of Perdition, uh, Strength User, AP2, Melee, Death Fire. But because it's a Dreadnought weapon, you're hitting it Strength 7. So you got a Strength 7, AP2, Death Fire, doubling, doubling wounds on stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm running this with the one Talent of Perdition and then a uh, Dreadnought Chain Fist or a Close Combat Weapon. Mm -hmm. I guess it, yeah, I guess this guy can't take a chain fist because it just says close combat weapon. Huh. Yeah, that's true. But, but yeah, I hmm. Yeah, I think I take one of each just to 
so this guy oh, yeah. doesn't get tar pitted by another dreadnought. Yeah, but a close combat weapon dreadnought, that's still just strength user, right? It's not the times two like a fist, right? Oh, I'm not sure. I actually don't, I don't know. I think a dreadnought close combat weapon is just your standard strength seven. Ooh. We'll have to we'll have to check on that. Yep, I'm gonna take I got the army list right here. I'll take a look real quick. But uh, yeah, yeah, if that's the it. case, then why? Yeah, why would you? Uh, why'd you not take Talon of Perditions on both? Yeah, unless it replaces. Yeah, for unless sure. you want those other options for some reason. But yeah, this is totally just a straight up assaulty uh, dreadnought. Yeah, this is this is the dreadnought where you need a hammer, not a scalpel. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's just gonna wreck some faces. Just get in there and tear some shit up. Now, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Ba, ba, ba. Yeah, chain fist. Or yeah, close combat weapons with built weapon. Yeah, I'm pretty sure a close combat weapon is just your standard uh strength seven. Ah, uh, well. Because you can't get that yeah. uh, times two strength, so yeah, Talon Perdition is still in. Now, granted, um, yeah. oh, so here's the thing. Because a typical close combat weapon can be uh, replaced with the following, like your twin-linked heavy bolters or... Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, you can't, huh. you can't add the uh, special stuff. Yeah, so I wonder, I wonder why that would be an option then. Like, there, there has to be a reason why they included that. Inbuilt. Huh. I don't know. Mm. We will we will research further and get back to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm probably missing something here, but anyway, well, yeah. So yeah. Anyway. All right. So you uh, want to move on to the Blood Angels uh, special characters? Yeah, let's do it. So for HQ slot, we have uh, Judicar Aster Crone, Crone, Crone. Yeah, something like that. Last officer of the ninety fourth company, the Shroud Maker, the Ghost of Sife. He is coming in at 155 points. Weapon skill, 5. Ballistic skill, 5. Strength, 4. Toughness, 4. 3 wounds. Initiative, 5. 3 attacks, base. Leadership, 10. And a 2-up armor save. He has artificer armor, obviously. Uh, 2 hand flamers. A siphon shard axe. Refractor field for that sweet 4-up invulns. Nope. Refractor field, 5-up. Five 5-up five invulns save. Frag, crack, and rad grenades. Uh, Blood Angels, special rule, independent character, adamantium will, scout, counterattack, the ghost of Scythe, virtue of judgment. He can only be taken as part of a loyalist faction army, which I'd be really shocked to see a traitor Blood Angel army, but hey. <laughs> I mean, I, I could buy it. Yeah. I could buy it. Highly unusual, but eh, you do you. So... With the war gear, the Siphon Shard Axe is a strength plus one AP3 melee rending weapon. Which yeah. isn't bad. No. No. Because so uh, with that Blood Angel special rule, it means you're going to be wounded most stuff on a two. Yeah. Like any any other marine equivalent. Mm-hmm. With, with rending. So that's always nice. Yeah. Like it, effectively, it's strength plus one all around for most stuff. Like... Mathematically, I guess. I'm sure it's sure. not the same. I'm sure it's not the same. Someone will tell me it's not the same, and I agree. <laughs> I'm sure there's some reason why it's not. But anyway, uh, let's see. 
Other war gear, the ghost of Scythe. Astrochrone has stood at the brink of death and destruction so many times and emerged from his ordeal unscathed that within the Ninth Legion, many consider him to be a charmed or perhaps cursed life. Him to lead a charmed or perhaps cursed life. The first time Astrochrone is reduced to zero wounds or otherwise removed from play by any effect or attack, roll a d6. On a four-up, he is placed in ongoing reserves with a single wound remaining instead of being removed or destroyed. If he enters ongoing reserves on or after turn four, then he may enter play automatically at the start of the controlling player's following turn. That's a pretty cool rule. Yeah. Yeah, so this guy's basically a destroyer character that, like, consistently comes back as, like, the lone survivor of all of his (laughs) destroyer hosts, and everybody's like, huh, what's going on with that? I don't know. Well, yeah, that, that, that's pretty fun, though. Yeah, having having a rule like that in a uh, Legionis Astartes army is pretty fun. Because you see that stuff all the time in, like, Militia or Demons mm-hmm. or Mechanicum, but you don't really see it super often in Astartes lists, I feel like. Yeah, anytime you can get people back, that's always a good thing. Mm-hmm. There's also Virtue of Judgment. The Judicars like the Mortats of other legions, bring terror and death to the enemy ahead of the main advance of the legion. Sanguinius has long striven to change the role within his legion so that these warriors become agents of judgment, bringing his wrath to those he have bringing his wrath to those he has chosen for death rather than spreading carnage freely. At the start of the game, after deployment, but before the first turn is declared, roll a d3. Aster Crone's controlling player may select a number of enemy units equal to the number rolled to be marked by the Angel's Wrath. Whenever Crone or a Destroyer's or Angel's Tier unit is used to make a shooting attack against a unit marked with the Angel's Wrath, his Hand Flamer attacks are made with the Shred and Rending Special Rules. Pretty interesting, but uh, also a fair, pretty situational as well. Yeah. Now, so I, I know you guys did your uh, your episodes on the Psy Arcana. Mm-hmm. I feel like you put this guy in a unit of Angel's Tears mm-hmm. with Hand Flamers, and you, you swap him out for those uh, Toxifarin Flamers for free. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a fun unit to use. I don't know how effective it would be, but certainly Angel's Tears are going to be better with the Hand Flamers than most, because they have sure. the innate jump packs to get around. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a cool cool uh, character either way. Yeah. I like him. Yeah, he's a, he's a cool yeah. dude. It's always cool. His to, artwork is fantastic. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other uh, special character, like independent character destroyers, which I think there are a few out there. Yeah, there, 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 must, there must be one or two. Yeah. Not off the top of my head, but always fun. Like destroyers oh, yeah. have now made a huge comeback since the uh, FAQ and uh, yeah special rules or the uh, uh, test rules, I guess. Yeah, this is Forge World saying we want you guys to play more destroyers, and I will be happy to oblige. Absolutely, I've got a yeah, ten man squad seen, on the bench right now. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people working on new destroyer units, which makes me very happy. Mm-hmm. Want to hit up uh, the next one? I would love to. So we've got Chapter Master Ralderon, first captain of the Blood Angels Legion, Equarita Primarch, Archine of Wisdom. So fun little side note in the lore section, it talks about how uh, the Blood Angels uh, use the term Archine for their like uh, 
chapter masters or company masters mm-hmm. rather than praetor. And archon is a word that uh, derives from Aristotle, and it means citizen leader or citizen ruler. Hmm. So it's a cool little cool little lore tidbit there for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Chapter Master Ralderon. Uh, weapon, I think he's got a pretty standard Praetor uh, stat line. Weapon skill 7, ballistic skill 5, strength 4, toughness 4, 3 wounds, initiative 5, 4 attacks, leadership 10, and a 2-up armor save. So I swapped the weapon skill and the initiative for 1 for 1, I think. Uh, okay. Most Praetors are weapon skill 6, I believe, and initiative okay. 6. Yeah, which makes sense because this guy's like a, a peerless swordsman. Yeah. Even more so than like you know some other like swordsman characters they have mm-hmm. out there. Um, got infantry character, uh, artificer armor, the uncarmine warblade, combi flamer, which is you know it's neither here nor there. That's pretty cool. Uh, not super useful, but you know whatever. <laughs> uh, bolt pistol, iron halo, fragging crack grenades. Uh, this unit may only be taken as part of a loyalist faction army. Uh, special rules, Legionis Astartes Blood Angels, independent character, Master of the Legion, Furious Charge, and Archine of Wisdom. Nice. So, Furious Charge is always nice. Yeah. Uh, Praetors are initiative five as well, so he's one weapon skill better than your standard Praetor. Okay. But with Furious Charge, that means he's hitting on initiative six on a charge, right? Furious Charge, right. I believe, gives you plus one. <laughs> God. I have approximate knowledge of many of the rules here in the Lord's Heresy. One second. <laughs> right. <laughs> Surge, Jesse, here's look charge, up the I th- rules I for I thought us. that gives you plus one to your weapon skill, or plus one attack. <sighs> anyway, continue talking about his stuff, and I'll find out real quick. Sure. So uh, <laughs> we've got an Ancarmine Warblade, which is uh, strength uh, user plus one, AP two, Melee, Master Crafted, Shred, and Murderous Strike. So it's basically like your normal Paragon Blade, except uh, with Shred. Yeah. Furious Charge. Nice. Uh, in a turn, when a, which a model with the special rule charges into combat, plus one strength until the end of the Assault ah. Phase. There okay. Yeah. So he's going to be hitting his strength, strength six on the charge. Mm-hmm. That's, not, that's, not, that's not too shabby. Yep. Plus there's also going to be plus one to wound as well. Right, so he's going to be wounded on a 2 on anything up to Toughness 5. Yeah. So that's not bad. Um, And his last uh, special rule, he's got Archine of Wisdom. Ralderon may pick his Warlord trait from the Legionis Astartes Army List Warlord Traits table. So this guy's a real solid pick Mm -hmm. for a Blood Angel's arm. Like, he's just your Praetor plus a little bit with getting to pick his Warlord. So... With that being said, what would be a good Space Marine Legion Warlord trait for this guy? Oh, I couldn't tell you, man. I um, haven't played probably, that many games. <laughs> probably Child of Terra. I'm looking at him right now. The Warlord and any unit they join with the Legion as a starting special rule may re-roll any failed-to-wound rolls of one in close combat. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you'd be, hitting, you'd be wounding everything you hit mm-hmm. when it comes to Marine equivalents. Yeah. The only thing that holds this guy back is that he's just a normal infantry model. So he's not going to be getting to go with any of your super awesome jetpack units you've got in this army. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what you would stick him with. I mean, maybe you just stick him with some, like, Terminators. Yeah. I'm not sure, though. Yeah, I mean, what do you normally stick a Praetor with? Typically a command squadron. 
throw him in a, in a land raider. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put him with yeah, the, think, oh, yeah, just put him with the Crimson Paladins. Just that let him, too. Let him go to work. That too. Yeah. Or the Dawnbreakers. Like, like, there's plenty of stuff you can put him with. Especially with the special yeah. Dawnbreakers. Well, they, he, yeah, they don't have, uh, he doesn't have the jump pack, like you said. But yeah, maybe Crimson yeah. Pal- Paladins. Yeah. Put them in a photo. Yeah, some, yeah, some kind of, some kind of infantry unit. Or, you know, honestly, just put him in a big old fat, like, tax squad. You can't, you can never go him. wrong with the 20 man blob. Nah. Sit him back on an objective. So, uh, so we didn't really talk about this with the general, like, Legionis Astartes rules mm-hmm. section, but, um, a really popular option with Blood Angels players is to, Buy the extra close combat weapon uh, for the tactical marines. Oh yeah, that's that's an auto take for me whenever I bring tacticals. Yeah, for sure, because you're getting extra value out of that because you're wounding normal marines on a three. Yeah. So any extra attack you can get is super solid. Yeah, and, and then with him letting you re-roll the ones with that one warlord trait, that could be super yeah. handy. Be like, go ahead, charge this unit. Yeah. See what happens. Increasing the stat for two points per model, it, to me, it's just a no-brainer. Yeah, absolutely. So do it. Especially since it's so good on Blood Angels, mm-hmm. wounded on a three against other Astartes. Yeah. Yeah. All, All right. right. With that being so, said, uh, Sanguinius is next. Now, we've already had an episode that we went into a pretty decent detail with Sanguinius. It was, uh, I believe, it was the episode of uh, Sanguinius's Rules and uh, 30k charity armies, which I'll put a link into this episode if you want to go and check that out. But we, we spent a good long time talking about Sanguinius in that one. But uh, now that he has his buddies to tag along with, let's talk about you know how effective he is with the rest of the new Blood Angels army. Yeah, so I think the, the main point to draw people's attention to now that we kind of have all the rules in front of us is uh, Sire the Blood Angels. Um, getting so Sanguinius himself gets plus one initiative and attack for the first turn of any combat, whether he charges or is charged. Um, and while he's on, present on the battlefield, all friendly jump infantry units with Legionis Astartes Blood Angels special rule may choose to use their jump packs in both movement and assault phases, which is just a super good rule. Yeah. Uh, like just getting that twelve inch movement and hammer a wrath on the charge is just fantastic. <laughs> um, and then the last bit is being able to bring Dawnbreaker cohorts as troop choices. So I think that's a super cool army to run. Just Sanguinius and a bunch of Dawnbreakers. Yeah. Like he bring it's basically his own right of war. Yeah, more or less. Uh, and you know, those guys with their like power spears and the, uh, Equinox power cases, getting to like choose how they want to use their power swords for the turn. I think that's just super cool. Mm-hmm. I, I will probably, whenever I get my hands on Sanguinius, I don't quite have it, yet, but uh, when I, whenever I do get my hands on them and they release those Dawnbreaker models, you can bet your butt. I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm going to be running that <laughs> army at some point just for, just for giggles because it, you're basically getting that as a right of war and you can then take day of revelation, right of war on top of that. Yeah. Which is super fun. Mm-hmm. So, with, with uh, that being said, like, have you? Because you're 
a Blood Angels player, have you just really decided like what would be your uh, all comers Blood Angels list at this point? I'm not really sure because a lot of the a lot of the time I play like smaller games, mm-hmm. so most of my lists are usually like fifteen hundred points or less. Yeah. Um, that being said, I my a uh, couple of lists I have coming up for Nova. Um, I've got my Zomortalis and then my two uh, Bromance lists. Uh, I think one, one of my Bromance lists is pretty... I would call it a, a pretty standard all-comers list that I would run. Mm-hmm. Some variation thereof uh, most of the time. But I've got a... Uh, a pre- I'm running a Day of Revelation. So I've got my Jump Pack Praetor with my two uh, Assault Squads. Um with uh, three javelin speeders with the uh, assault cannons and uh, just missile launchers normally. Gotcha. Um, with the more, uh, the more I think about it, it, is, it is disappointing that Ralderon doesn't have a jetpack. Yeah, it, it seems pretty lame, but at the same time, um, I think that was Forge World's attempt to not like, like shoehorn Blood Angels players into only playing jump pack lists. Good point. Like leave something for the non jetpack users to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still excited to see if they ever release rules for Captain Amet, who was like the original Flesh Terror, because uh, he he crops up in stories all the time. Yeah, and I think he he might he might be someone we might see with uh, jump packs, or certainly if they ever do make Sanguinary Guard and have uh, Ascalon is a special character that's mm-hmm. going to be your like your jump pack character they might make at some point right but but yeah so i think uh Ralderon was just there for more standard astartes lists that you might want to run with the blood angels yeah it makes sense you can still you can still beef that normal predator up with a jump pack and everything and more or less get the same character yeah i mean at the same time they could have like given him the option like a predator yeah. To take or not. But anyway, it is what it is. Yeah. Do you have any other uh, final takes you want with uh, Sanguinius? Uh, no, just um, he's a he's a blender Primarch. I know <laughs> a lot of people talk about wanting to put him against other Primarchs, and I don't think that's what his job is. I think his job is to just tear up anything he gets pointed at. Yeah. Which he will. So. He He's, absolutely will. <laughs> he is a beast. He is definitely a beast. For sure. So. Yeah, I'm I'm real excited to get his model and get my hands on it and get painting. Sure. Yep, let's uh so let's wrap up this episode. Okay. And uh before we end up, does anyone have some plugs? Jake, being a guest here today, got any plugs you wanna shout out to? Uh sure. Um so I will I will pull a will and I will plug myself. Uh, minis by applesauce. Um, I am on Instagram and I also stream occasionally on Twitch. So twitch.tv slash minis by applesauce separated by, uh, underscores. Um, so there's that. And, uh, let's see, let's see what else have I got. I had something for this. (laughs) Once Uh, you remember it, just scream it out. Yeah. Just interrupt whoever's uh, talking and scream it before you forget. I'll just, I'll just, uh, I'll plug jump packs. They're, they're pretty awesome. Yeah. Jump packs are. are pretty sweet. Will, how about yourself? 
Uh, go ahead and check out Lancaster Painting. Uh, currently being a little bit more active on there. Um, but yeah, you know, so that's really it. And the podcast itself, dudes. We've been getting some good reviews, and we want to keep it up. Thank you, guys. If there's anything else you would like us to do, don't at me. Yeah. Don't at me. <laughs> no, don't. Don't yeah. at Will. Send in feedback. We love feedback. If you want to hear something in particular, let us know, and we will try to squeeze it into our uh, sessions. Carolyn, got nothing? No, nothing to plug apart from the Remembrances Read Instagram. Yes, the Instagram. (laughs) Slowly but surely. All right. Thank you. So again, thank you all so much for listening tonight. And uh, until next time, my name is Jesse, and I'm here with Will, Carol, and Jake. Have a good night and keep those dice rolling. Bye. Bye.